Are we ready, Piscetti? We are ready, Spaghetti. Let's get this started. Let's get it going. I'm excited. I'm excited. It is the beginning of Black History Month. It is February 1st while we're recording this. You will get this a little bit later from us, but like, happy Black History Month, Carmen. Yes, happy Black History Month, or some people call it happy African um, Liberation Month. Oh, or that's good. Happy Pan shortest African month Liberation of the year. Month. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so welcome to I'd Kill a Spider for you. My name is Catherine. And I'm Carmen. And we are two women of color who talk about whatever we want all the time, anytime. And we get mm-hmm. political about everything. And of mm-hmm. course, in this episode today, we are going to. For context, seeing this Black History Month, I should say that I am Black. Me, Catherine, and Carmen yes. is not. Carmen is Mexican. Mm-hmm. And... I am of the brown. Of the brown. Um, yeah. But is don't worry, I checked her, I vetted her. She's not anti-black <laughs> anymore. Uh, and <laughs> so Fantastic. we don't have to worry about any of that. Okay, so let's get started. Um, we are going to be mm-hmm. doing, as we've been enjoying lately, um, another PowerPoint presentation. I don't care that nobody can watch it. I, these are for us. These uh, PowerPoints yeah. are for us. Um, so get ready for another, like, PowerPoint night with the girls, <laughs> um, which we will be posting <laughs> on our YouTube, and we will also be posting the slides that we, we do for the PowerPoint on our Instagram, mm-hmm. so you can check that out. And then this is just going to be a general discussion about sort of Black, um, and Black presenting, appearing, seeming characters in fiction and yeah. science fiction and fantasy, and maybe we'll talk a little mm-hmm. bit about the creators as well. So yeah. let's get started. For sure. And I do think that we are trying to, you know, pivot the podcast, do what we can. We're very nerdy. We're happy to do stuff on content, talk about different things that are happening in terms of media. And I think this episode is just going to be great because we're both fucking nerds. Yeah, like there's very little research that was required for this. It was like, oh, yeah, 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 I got it. We knew. It's fine. Um, So I'm very excited. Um. I know for myself, we've talked about this before, but all of us have been, um, you know, swaddled, whether we like it or not, in the sea of white mediocrity. White. As well as the sea of just whiteness. White, white, whitey, whiterness. And we don't notice necessarily when we are lacking in characters that look like us or sound like us. And things like that. And, like, you might kind of notice it, but it's one of those things where, like, if everywhere you go, it's a, just a bunch of white people everywhere mm-hmm. on your screen, it might just become normalized. And for me, I realized that most of the content I liked, fantasy and science fiction, was just a bunch of white folks. Yeah, very, very high concentrations of white people. Like, there sometimes there are more so green many. people than, than, than black people. Like, it's truly, <laughs> like, such high high concentrations of white people as if white people will be the only one in space white people will be the only one in these fantasy lands or yeah. as if these fantasy lands have like no travel nobody's allowed to move around like it's it's always insane yeah and so that's why i think it's great that we get to talk about this because i personally growing up when i think about the characters that i liked and the things that i liked in fantasy and science fiction it was just very white i really liked arthurian legends which i'm still me you know, too a oh, huge fan of it's just white people it's just yep. straight across the board white people the whitest of the white the anglo-saxons mm, yeah because it's arthurian <laughs> so it's just you know um lord of the rings same issue um what else harry potter yeah chronicles of narnia Ooh, yes now that mm-hmm. is a white story and when people of color do show up Woo! the tisrock may he live forever like it is <laughs> <laughs> problematic Teak. Yikes, when yikes, any yikes. people of color show up in those in those particular novels, no, and like they know, have Santa Claus of... and no black people. Like that's that's the Chronicles Truly. of Narnia. <laughs> oh God, I forgot about that. Oh, awful. Santa anyway. shows up and everyone's like, cool, 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 cool. A black person? Where would they have come from? I don't understand. <laughs> and that's an important factor. I think we need to discuss in yeah. Uh, any science fiction and especially fantasy media, the question of where did the black people come from seems to be like the thing that all the nerds want to talk about as if it's God some, forbid there's a black elf. Right? As if it's like a real life. Number one, in real life, I don't want to shock there anyone. There are no elves. 
no, I don't want to shock anyone, but black people exist and have traveled around the world mm. in real life. Mm-hmm. And not just in the last, and not just when we were put on boats against her will. Like we've done it <laughs> independently for a very long time. There's no yes. reason why we couldn't show up literally anywhere. And mm-hmm. in fantasy, people act like, well, where if, I mean, it takes place in like a European analog country. Why could it no. possibly have any black people? And it's like, no, you made it up. This is a. This doesn't even exist. There's also dragons. There are dragons. Like why? Why does it have to be that there's so much like rape and like misogyny and no black people, but dragons? No problem. The suspension of disbelief for dragons exists. Totally fine. But for like a world without like homophobia, it doesn't exist. You can't suspend that disbelief. You can't suspend the disbelief to have a couple of black people in it. No, because no. it would be unrealistic. <laughs> uh also black people in space has always seemed strange to me that like people didn't that it didn't really ever like it came up obviously we're gonna talk about i know you're gonna talk oh you about know it. i'm gonna talk about star trek gonna, i know but um it didn't necessarily always come up the idea like are there black people in the jetsons i don't think so i don't think so no and just the idea of like the future Looking very white. And you, when there is a black character, there's like one. Yeah. The black. The black. <laughs> partic- the particular black. Yeah. And it, and it's really hard to find some characters. And they're always like this exceptional kind of character. Because um, I think of like Rue in The Hunger Games. That's true. Like, yeah, that's a, an important thing. In novels, like you have to be crystal clear that someone is black or people will or be no, like, or you won't. They won't. What do you mean she was black? I'm like, what do you? It was. It was described in the book. I don't know what we're, what we're talking about. Yeah, ruin the Hunger Games. Yikes! For those who don't know, people in <laughs> read the Hunger Games. Um, the character of Rue is described in a way that makes it clear she's black, and some other people from her district are clearly black. And then in the movie, they cast a little black girl who's like a beautiful, beautiful little black girl, and they were like. I hate this black bitch, get her off my screen. And a whole bunch of people just like lost their minds and were the most racist pieces of garbage in the world to an actual child because they were like, I imagine this is a white blonde character, not some black bitch. And that's a direct quote. Yeah. Yeah. So there's lots of vitriol. People people really have a lot of inside thoughts that they like to just (laughs) put on the outside. Put it on the outside. The internet (laughs) is actually not anonymous. Like it's, not anymore. Like we, mm-hmm. we all see those thoughts, and those thoughts can get you in trouble. But yeah, keep those, keep those inside, or don't think them. Maybe tell a friend and say, "Am I a bad person?" <laughs> and your friend can like clarify that yes, you are. Yeah, that yes, in fact, you are. Um, I'm thinking. So even when you think about black characters, the the prism, let's put it, of blackness is not equal in the sense of like the different it's like a lot of characters have been one dimensional oh 100 yeah there's not like a lot of depth to them always or they yeah rely on specific or they don't have like nuanced existences you know like it's like when you go down the list of like other marginalized communities okay so you have black people most of them a la Luke Cage, are extremely good-looking, fit humans. Mm -hmm. You don't generally see, like, fat folks or, like, trans folks who are black or queer folks who are black in in spate. Like, it just just gets, like, less and less likely to happen the more other identities you add because I don't think people can fathom more than one marginalized identity. No, by people, I mean writers, not us, because hello. But, you know more than one identity which is extremely annoying i agree and it's funny because so we made these powerpoint presentations where we're going to talk about like our top five um science fiction fantasy characters and i honestly had such a trouble like thinking of a fantasy character and it wasn't until right now while we're having this conversation that i remembered the show shira which i didn't put on my list 
But the show Shira is like a newer animated show. It's the reboot of the 80s show Shira. And there are so many black people on that show. Oh, I and didn't so many that. queer people on that show. And black queer people That's on that true. show. And even like a trans black person on that show. Like there's a lot of representation, right. a lot of interesting characters. So there is some new media that actually does include black people in their mm-hmm. fantasy and Asian people and white people and everybody. And like mm-hmm. it is obviously animated, so some of it's like coded or has to be clarified by the the right. creators. But the thing about black people is that when you draw a black person, we all know that's a particular there's skin a reason tone. why there's a reason why X Men is so popular. You know, because <laughs> so. Karma is if 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 Magneto is on your list of top five black characters. <laughs> you know, I thought about it. I, I'll, I'll lose. I thought it. about it. I'll make freaking lose it. <laughs> I did think about it. You know, maybe he's an honorable mention. Oh, yeah. um, that would be so funny. I actually saw a picture today while I was like trying to think of different characters because I was like, I know so many. Let me like, let me like get down to the ones that I really like that really stick out. And there was a, and now that you say it, there was a picture of Magneto, but he looked black. And I was like, Just painted darker. Yeah. I was like, or like, is that a thing? Did you remember? Do you remember when they made Green Lantern Ryan Reynolds? Well, he was he was Hal Jordan. I get it, I get it. But I was also like, black people didn't have a single. It's true. The thing is, having because like Hal Jordan is technically, or I guess like there's another one before him, even. But Hal Jordan's like the most famous Green Lantern. But anyone who grew up like watching any of the like Justice League animated shows, the Green Lantern was always John Stewart, who was the Black Green Lantern. Green Lantern. Um, and so, yeah, it is funny that they were like, let's do Hal Jordan, the one that nobody cares about and nobody wants, and let's not have any black people in the story. Like, <laughs> And that's literally what they, and it was a piece of shit. The movie was- True garbage. Trash garbage. The only black person was um, Michael Clark Duncan voicing like a rhino alien man, which is another oh. thing. I feel like there's a lot of like- Oh, like oh, I oh, voiced, Michael Clark Duncan, voiced by a very black sounding person. Characters <laughs> where you're like, yeah, I, I'm glad that this person has a job, and I'm glad that this person is black coded. But on the other hand, the character does he types, need to play a gorilla? Yeah, it, it doesn't have to be a gorilla. Is a gorilla? It's really the question. It's like, does it have to be a rhino though? <laughs> I know we. I think we've talked about the Michael Clark Duncan Planet of the Apes situation. No, we have Before. not. What are we talking about? Have we not on this podcast? What are we saying? What, what is this? Because he was, he wasn't, Michael Clark Duncan is Green Mile, right? Am I thinking? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Okay, great. So he played like a gorilla or something in the oh. Tim Burton version oh. of Planet of the Apes. And hmm. people, understandably, were like, my, my good sir, mayhaps not. Yeah, maybe we should Mayhaps we know. We, we don't do this. Um, and then he was interviewed on a radio show where they were like, so how much money did you make for this movie? And he said, $3 million. And you know and what? They, Black people said, you know what? And they were like, we are fine with it's, that. It's fine. Like, I even think Steve Harvey has like a whole stand up thing where he like is talking about that situation where he's like, <laughs> it's $3 million. You know what? Go for it. Let's that actually Just do it. If it was less than no, but $3 million. Absolutely take that role. Yes, I'll be the gorilla. But in that's your movie. a situation where Michael Clark Duncan, rest in peace, by the way. But Michael yeah. Clark Duncan was like such a statuesque figure, statuesque figure that they couldn't fathom making him like more of an in-depth character. Like you made him a monkey, you made him <laughs> sorry, an ape. You made him an ape. You made him what a rhinoceros, and then also he was the slightly less than intelligent, but somehow paranormally gifted prisoner who ends up getting fried. He sure was. What are you doing here? I, you know what? Can I, this is a complete sidebar, but Stephen <laughs> King being Ugh. like, like quote unquote clapping back at like JK Rowling um, about her being her transphobia. And I'm like, Stephen, <laughs> I don't think you Have can you read your book. I don't think, you, I don't think you should be throwing these stones because a Twitter mob is going to come after you with all the receipts <laughs> in the world. Literally, you just need to crack open like the last few chapters oh. of it and be like, "Well, what did you do here? Why do you have a child orgy Actually, in your books?" I, I don't know what like interview I was listening to. Not him, but somebody like a big fan of his was saying that like they interviewed Stephen King, mm-hmm. and he doesn't remember writing it. Well, it's because he was on because cocaine he was so the high. Whole time. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, Stephen. Like, I don't it's even like, remember it's, really what happened. It's truly just like I see some people. I'm like Stephen. Like we, you don't want to rustle, and you're gonna be canceled in five, four, three, two. <laughs> like don't just like be quiet. <laughs> Not that I'm protecting yeah. Stephen King. He's a piece of shit. I don't care about him, but I just think it's funny when I see other terrible people calling out other terrible people, and I'm yeah. like, what is this glass house battle happening here? <laughs> like, this is this is this is gonna backfire on everybody. Yeah, let us all just. Admit that we have made mistakes and said terrible things. Did you know that, like, in the book, It, so, like, the character of Richie will do, like, imitations of stuff, and in the, like, more modern ones, it's, like, 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 like 80s movies or whatever. But in right. the book, it's, like, racist characters? No. <laughs> so it's, like, what are we doing? Somehow I'm not surprised, Ooh. but also no. Um... I do also like, for example, I like, I do like stories where like blackness is just normalized, where yes. it's not like the like exception. Because even in Stranger Things, the what I like about it is that what's his name is is just like just this the just like sweet of uh, the sweet best friend who's also like guys, this this fucking lady's weird. Here's Carmen. I would not use Stranger Things as a good example. Number one, they have those weird race. There's like a lot of racist stuff in Stranger Things against him. Yes, but don't they mention it? Isn't it like intentional? I would hope it's not. Oh, not intentional. Obviously, it's intentional. They like call him okay. Midnight, and then the other character's brother is Who like called him Midnight. One of the bullies? oh, I forgot about the Midnight thing. And then one of the... I was thinking about the winning the they got like second place or something. And also, the... a lot of people did not like Lucas in a way that I felt was. It just, you know, when something oh. smacks of racist, just because yeah, he was like, course. he was being mean to Elle and blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, imagine how, like, some, mean to her too. this that girl shows up in the woods and is lying to you about your friend who's missing. You have to be nice to her. Why? It was. Anyway, it, I actually, that's actually probably why I like him. I think. Yeah. <laughs> probably. So we like, liked right. him. Like, we're like, he's that's right. True. What are you talking about? You know but he was right. not liked um, by a lot of people. Yeah. Or like. To speak of like, another... but like he has like his sister's like his sister, yeah, is iconic. Oh, his little sister's iconic, but also uh, like black little black girl stereotype, sassy one on one. Yeah, you know what I mean. And another, yeah, just to mention like the the Stephen King thing again, like in the most recent movie, um, for, like it chapter two, or oh, yeah. and and it chapter one, they took the character of Mike and like took away all of his like character traits of being the historian and all these different little things, right? And gave it to the white other another white character, and then right. like it was just like there's lots of things like that where even if there are black characters in um works, they will like take away their no, they'll, characteristics. they make them white if they can. Well, they'll make them white if they can, or they'll take their characteristics and give them to other characters to other people, when they, yeah. like, adapt the media. That happens a lot. Like, in Game of Thrones, there were supposed to be some, like, black female characters who worked with Littlefinger or whatever in the books. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the show, they don't exist, and then they used a white character they made up in the show and gave all of the stuff that those characters did to that white character. Why am I not like, surprised? surprised? So like that's what happens a lot in in stuff. So even if there are black characters, they're like adapted out, or they're like changed right. in some ways, or made they're reduced, or mm-hmm. just like yeah. When you're watching like any sort of science fiction fantasy thing, yeah, maybe there's a black character who's like in the main group, but you look at the background and there's like no black people to be seen. Like there's not <laughs> there's none. <laughs> yeah, like all the extras are white, and you're like, what's going on here? Like what do you? He's the, you really it's just the one. Yeah. yeah, so that happens a lot. I think there's like a trope called, and I think I think it's like, like the least common skin color, and it's about how like in every fantasy thing, right? Like it's there. There will be green people, purple people, but black people. Let's hang on now. Yeah, I think that's fair. I yeah, I've noticed that as well. Like um, the fact that uh, <laughs> the Avatar movie, yeah, is just a bunch of blue people and white people. But there being like a, a black indigenousy, yeah, group of somethings. God forbid they're black. Oh, and kind of like Michael Clark Duncan. I know we've also probably. I think we've touched on this in the past on a past episode as well. But there was that year when Idris Elba played everything but himself. Yeah, where he was like every color of the rainbow. He was like a buffalo. Truly, in that one, Zoe movie. Saldana. Yeah, like when black people play characters. They're always painted they're some other They're not char- black. Yeah, they're painted a different color or they're like a zebra or a mouse 
or a, a frog or something. The seal. Yeah, whatever. Because Idris Elba was also a seal that year. He was a seal. I had to see him as a crusty, ugly <laughs> a, ass alien a crusty in Star alien, Trek. A seal. Uh, yeah, it's it's wild. So it's uh, yeah, that happens quite a bit. Quite a bit. So when you're watching or consuming media, I think. Let's make an effort, not just during Black History Month, my friends, because Black History Month is every month. So a humming. suck my nuts. But um, let us make an effort to view the um, our like interests that are very much steeped in whiteness because we don't notice them because white is considered neutral. Mm-hmm. And we neutral. are fed this idea that whiteness is neutral. Therefore, we only notice when there's not whiteness a lot of the times. Yeah. So if you have something where it's like all black people, people will comment on it till the sun goes down. Like yeah. with Black Panther, there's like mostly black people. But even Everybody. then, why were like like I will never get over Everett Ross. Why is he there? Why was he there? You know And why didn't they adapt him to make him like I've said it before, he should have been played by Giancarlo Esposito and not <laughs> and not Martin Freeman. Like what are we doing here? Uh, yeah, that's the thing. I I think we just need to do better at, and we as in non-black people, I am saying, need to do better <laughs> in, in um, being more mindful in the media we're consuming because it wasn't until I was in my early to mid-20s that I noticed how white all of my taste was. Yeah. Luckily not in food, but literally everything else in my life. Was very, very white yeah. in terms of the media that I, I consumed, the TV that I watch. Well, you know, of course. <laughs> Everybody around me probably knows. The music, the food, the... Or not the food. The music and the movies and the TV shows were honestly super white. And maybe not all the time. Like, I think about the fact that I loved Grey's Anatomy. But, like, when it came to fantasy and science fiction, I grew up imagining a world where most of my friends wouldn't fit in. I mean, yeah. I'd barely fit in. And you'd barely fit in. <laughs> be very, you'd be like the spicy addition. Yeah. <laughs> be the spicy side character. So that would just be yeah. it. Um, so keeping that in mind, I think if we can all, for example, Roxanne Gay, queer, black. Beautiful, amazing. Beautiful, amazing books are fantastic. Also wrote some of the Black Panther stuff. Yeah, she sure did. So take a look at that. Give that a read. And also, just because books have black characters doesn't mean they're written by black people. And white people sometimes like to jump on the diversity bandwagon, which is what I like to call it, when white people are like, I can also add black people. And I'm not (laughs) saying that white people shouldn't add black people to whatever they're writing or doing. You should. But sometimes it's done in in a way... Where they're like, mm, yes, all my characters will be black and from the south. And you're like, you're like but you are neither black nor from the here. south. And it's, it's like, it's, it's so funny because there are so many authors who are like writing right now who are trying their hardest to add diversity and they acting like it's the hardest thing in the world. But then there'll be pockets or like particular authors who've done it like 50 years ago, like Ursula Le Guin. You know what I mean? In terms of like fantasy writing, she put yeah. people of color in all of her, her media and her yeah. obviously... Her worlds she were create was creating were like fantasy worlds, so they weren't mm-hmm. necessarily bogged down by the same baggage as if you're doing like a realistic whatever. Right. But like, she was doing it. She was doing just fine. There's like Neil Gaiman has written books where oh, there's like all the characters in there are black. <laughs> it's just like it's not. And yeah, I'm sure there are mistakes. I'm sure there are mistakes. But like, I of feel course. like if you go at it. With, like, full force and, like, with empathy and with understanding, you're far less likely to make mistakes. And the ones that you do can be excused because you'll be like, yeah, a white person wrote this. But, like, at the same time, you can write and create very interesting stories with people who don't look like you. And I think especially in fantasy and sci-fi, there's, like, no reason not to. Because you could erase all of the modern damage and, like, like, problems. You don't have to deal with racism in your books. Because you could just have no. a world where racism doesn't exist. You don't have to deal with homophobia or ableism. <laughs> you literally don't have to deal with any real world anything in a fantasy or sci-fi novel unless yep. you want to like add some other like allegory for racism or whatever with the like blog right. blogs or whatever the fuck. Like you don't you, <laughs> don't, you don't have to. That's the thing. And that's why it's extra crazy 
that in these spaces, it's so difficult to find black people because it would cost you nothing to be like, and this gentleman who was tall and dark skinned and blah, blah, be a sentence of descriptive information and it wouldn't matter to the story. Also, don't you kind of hate sometimes how they write in fantasy? Like when they're, I mean, it happens sometimes, but with like, I think I've noticed it maybe a couple of times, but when writers, fantasy writers, write in black people, the like descriptors are always a bit concerning. And they're always they're always food, I'm, number one. It's always food. It's always food. I'm like, would you like it if I called you mayonnaise? Yeah, right. The, ah, the mayonnaise skin, skinned woman the, with her <laughs> like her pale blanched. It's always like cocoa hair. butter whatever. It's like what the fuck? Like um, there, there are other words for brown, you know. Toasted coffee. I'm like, guys, get that's it. True. That is, that's true. That's a good one, Carmen, because I feel like I've seen yeah. that shit. Like, yeah. Ta- like, and I'm like, you know what? This is a fantasy novel. Where are they getting coffee from? Where's the trade for yeah. these beans? Where are they getting the cocoa? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Like, uh, like, let's. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. You know, the word brown works saying, just folks? fine. You know, yeah, the word do better. Brown works just, just fine. fine. <laughs> brown skin. Olive Please, skin. You don't need to say caramel. You don't need to say cocoa. No, no. Coffee. Just brown. Like you don't have to say cafe au lait. Like let's get let us get it together. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You yeah, I you do not need to use exclusively foodstuffs. Yeah. Also, it doesn't help that in a lot of fantasy and science fiction, the amount of um, well, there's always like the um, you know, the thing about like dark is bad and light is good. Yeah, mm-hmm. Which they seem to take literally with skin tones. Yeah, and it'll be like the dark blood. But th- then in like the book, it's like, no, no, no. We said they were skin like like black, like tar. And I'm like, you know, there's like a long history of yeah, very racist implications, J.R.L. Tolkien. You know, you shouldn't <laughs> describe <laughs> you, you your orcs that, that way, right? Uh, but yeah, it's yeah. That's how they do things. And the elves are skin white like pitch and, uh, of night. shiny skinned. It always reminds me of that episode of Community where <laughs> where Senior oh Chang my God, yes. is like yes, in full yes, like yes. black skin because he's a dark elf. And then Shirley's like, y'all gonna ignore that hate crime? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was so good. It was, oh, thinking about it, that show was so smart. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it was really, really good. I want us to get into our favorite black fantasy and sci-fi people. Yes, I think we should. I think we absolutely should. You're seeing myself. Oh my God, Catherine, why is our why is our aesthetic so different? I <laughs> How are you pink and sparkly? <laughs> Wait till you see mine. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, okay, so welcome to um, the emojis are great. Thank you very much. Welcome to top five black sci-fi fantasy characters by me, uh, Catherine, and. I should say, actually, they're mostly mostly sci-fi. I, they might be all sci-fi. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Not surprised? It's fine. Okay. Mine are sci-fi, too. What fantasy where? What fantasy you know? where? Truly. Truly, truly, truly. Okay. Let us begin. Yes. I'm excited. Parker from Alien. Oh! Yay! I couldn't not... I was, like, thinking, I'm like, what black characters stand out in terms of, like, the history? Listen! He's on my list. Carmen! <gasps> This makes me so happy. Literally, sorry. Go ahead. Chef's kiss. What a dream! I'm so pleased. I I know what you're going to say because it's going to be what I was going to say. Well, do you see my quote on the screen? How how come come they they don't don't freeze freeze him? him? How come they don't freeze him? How come Uh, they don't freeze him? This man was out here, played by Yafik Koto. He was just like out here on this ship. He was like a working class character. The character next to him, can't remember that character's name, was also a working class character. And yeah. they, along with the um, main woman in charge yeah. character, were all like, the fuck are we doing? And everyone else was just foolish. They were all like, why don't we, number one, they were like, <laughs> where are our benefits? Where's our money? I want more money. Yeah. Also, why don't we freeze him? He has an alien stuck to his face. In his face. Why don't we freeze him? How come they don't freeze him? The most reasonable person. And they treat him like, oh, the stupid guy. He was like ahead he of his time. He was smart all along. Smart all along, like working class. I mean, everyone in that is sort of working class ish, but like the most working class of the working class. Yeah. How come they don't freeze him? Freeze him. <laughs> I love it. I'm so glad he's on your list. Like, I couldn't. I couldn't. Okay. Moses. Oh my God. How did I forget Moses? 
Moses. (laughs) Moses from Attack the Block. So for those who haven't seen Attack the Block, it's a wonderful film where these gigantic- You need to watch it. I don't care. Furry spore-like aliens come down um, into like a council estate in London and they- destroy and kill people and moses is the leader of a gang and he's also he's like 15 years old and he rises to the occasion and he and his friends defeat the aliens and it's a wonderful story and it like gets into like the social issues and you can see that like he's acting out because he has literally no support system and no one there for him and the movie ends with everyone chanting his name and cheering him on and this was also our introduction to john boyega oh what a movie. That should be everybody's homework. Moses. But anyway. That, yeah, homework watch is that movie. Watch Attack the Wall. And they're making a sequel. Yes. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <sighs> anyway. Okay. This is great. I love this list. Okay. <laughs> War from Star Trek. Oh, here we go. Here we go. So coming. here's- I saw it coming. So I had to That's choose. what he looks like in real life? He's handsome. Michael Dorn is oh, handsome. Oh, hello. Michael Dorn is a handsome, handsome man. <laughs> um, there's a couple episodes of Star Trek where they'll have like- There's actually a very good episode of Star Trek where it's like- can't remember why but they're it's like as if it's like the characters in star trek but they're like running a newspaper whatever and michael doran gets to have no makeup on though and he's just like a handsome suave man and you're like oh michael doran um so childhood crush don't judge me um war from star trek and i chose him because he's like iconic um yeah yeah, all the klingons are black let's like be real not just because they're played by black people but they're black people. <laughs> Just yeah. In the same way the Frangi are Jewish people, the Klingon are black people. Um <laughs> so I chose him, but I also have a, this is where my honorable mentions come in because while I have like a, this is my Star Trek tier sort of. And my honorable uh-huh. mentions are, of course, the Queen Guinan, Whoopi Goldberg. Uh. Like uh, iconic. Yes. Look at her outfit. Yes. All she was wearing. She's always wearing a hat that has like a disc on top. Yeah. And it's supposed to represent like the disc of the ship. Oh. Um, I like that. Jordi LaForge. Oh, Lavar Lavar Burton. Also iconic. Also, they were considering making him the first gay character, and they chickened out. Oh, <sighs> would have been a blind black gay character in the eighties. Oh, what a dream. What a dream. I choose to headcanon him gay anyway. I don't care what happens yeah. in the <laughs> So this is Tuvok. You can't really see his face. Let me move it for you. This is Tuvok. No, no, I can. I can. He is a Vulcan. Um, yeah. Also a childhood crush. He's on Voyager. I loved him. And, oh, Captain Benjamin Sisko. The captain of DS9. Uh, I saw Sisko coming. I saw that one coming. Now, Yes, yes. To these char- if you haven't seen tar- Star Trek, yes, there's a character named Cisco and a character named Tuvok, <laughs> and they're both black people. Very similar to. to I remember Tupac making fun of you about that in high Cisco. Um, so this is like my black arrangement of Star yeah. Trek honorable mentions. I see that there are a couple. There's uh, someone missing. So you'll I'll yes, be you'll for note that, that someone is missing. Um, yeah. And look at them all wearing beautiful yellow, like except for that's true. Actually, you're right. That's so nice. Did you see that video about, about, it was like, it came out recently. It had happened a while back, but there was like an autistic man and he was talking to Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, I love that video. Oh, and he's like, you, you like made it so that I could like, I felt like I could socialize with people. Yeah. He's like, he's like, you changed my life. I joined a Star Trek group. I met my wife. He's like, your work really impacts people. It was beautiful. And Guinan is like a beautiful, she's, she's like it, eternal, immortal or whatever. She's yeah. like super wise. I think she and Picard were fucking, nobody can tell me Definitely, that Definitely, 100%, um, yes. Jordy was in a romantic relationship with Data. You can't tell me different. Tuvok had a black <laughs> wife. She was on, you know, Vulcan. And Cisco also had a black wife and a black son. And just, you know, chef's kiss all around. Okay. God bless Star Trek. God bless Star Trek. Piccolo from Dragon Ball Z. Catherine, Catherine, that's not a black person. Yes. That's a green now person. Now here, let's talk about it. Because there are so many not black people, technically in their design, who are who are black. You can you tell me. You ask a single, Carmen, ask any black person you know, is Piccolo from Dragon Ball Z black? They say yes. I, they say I yes. I will ask John. Absolutely, he's black. He is a black person. Um, we don't take 
um like like no we don't take suggestions we're not taking comments like this is a black character he's you know a better father to gohan than goku ever was and he's amazing but he's like he's carbon look it up he's on every list of characters who aren't black but you feel are black like him um like a bunch of characters there's so many characters who are black but aren't black Goofy is definitely black. <laughs> well, that that's that's a foregone conclusion. The Goofy family <laughs> is all black. black we know this already. Um, that character who's best friend from Doug definitely black. Yep, yep. There's yep, lots yep, of yep. them. There's lots of them. Garnet from Steven Universe, because of course she is. Yeah, there's a million <laughs> characters who aren't black but are black, and Piccolo is the king. Sure. Okay. So, and our yeah. number of one, of course. How could it? She had to be on her own slide, yeah, her of own course. tier. Lieutenant yes. Uhura from Star Trek. The GOAT, the amazing, the iconic, yeah. the number one. So yeah. she is a black woman. She is beautiful. She is one of the first black women Hot. on TV. Hot as hell. She is one of yeah. the first black women on TV in like a yeah. major role. And she's not, as Whoopi Goldberg apparently said when she was a child, like she, there's a black woman on TV and she's not a maid. Like she's. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. She's, she is everything. And honestly. She's the reason there, the was, rest the there was a black woman astronaut. She's, yeah. she's literally actually impacted people's lives. And yeah, the rest of the list doesn't exist without Lieutenant Uhura. Putting black 100%. people in space. Iconic. Beautiful. Amen. Amazing. Amen. 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 Okay, so that's my list. What a dream. What a dream. I love this. I love this so much. All right. Now let's move on to yours. I'm going to look over. I'm just going to look past the Piccolo thing. It's fine. Carmen, Piccolo is black. Piccolo, <laughs> I've never let's, seen. Let's Google it. I've never Piccolo seen Dragon Ball, so I don't know. Black. I don't know what I'm talking about, but. Clickety clack. The internet said yes. <laughs> it was not what I was expecting. Okay, let me get yours up. Look at the difference. Hmm? Look at the difference. Yours is like sparkly and <laughs> pink. Mine's just black and blue. Like what? Carmen, look what at the difference doing? right here. Right here. Look at the difference. <laughs> What's just, there to be said? Our aesthetic. It's our aesthetic. It is what it is. Right, anyway. Let's begin. Let us move forward. I am starting with my honorable mentions. Ooh. Mace Windu. Star Wars. Very nice. Very close number five. Very close. Darwin from X-Men. Although they did him so fucking dirty in those movies. We talked about this so many times. They did him so dirty in those movies. For anybody who who doesn't know, he's an Omega. Basically, he is indestructible. He can adapt to to everything and anything. And you killed him off within the first half an hour of the movie. Literally, the character, when he's killing him, says, adapt to this and puts like a some energy down his throat and then he dies and it's like he should have been able to adapt to that to adapt to he, it he's you know he should have Darwin. shown up in the post if they if they had done that and then he like shows up in the post credit like oh it took me a minute like i'd be like okay sure it was just like a threat but the fact that he legit so dies angry. rude and parker you have parker on your list I do have Parker. He's also my honorable mention. For all of the reasons Catherine mentioned, because every time, first of all, I hate Alien in the way that like I love the movie and I also hate the movie because it is one of the most stressful, frustrating, stressful, annoying movies to watch because the whole time you're watching, you're like, listen to him and nobody listens to him. How come they don't freeze him? Like, listen to him. I want to, like, yell when I'm watching it. I'm just like, just do it. Anyways, anyways, it's fine. And, like, Ripley is just like, uh, you were supposed to be in quarantine for 24 hours. I'm not letting you in. And they let him in. You know what? You know what? what? It's fine. It's fine. Next. Those were my honorable mentions. Ooh, that's a good one. Stacker Pentecost. Pacific Truly one of the most absurd names of all time. I love it. It's my favorite thing ever. Stacker Pentecost. Anyways, um, Pacific Rim is great. Mm-hmm. Idris Elba, when he has that speech, when they're about to fight. We're canceling the, the apocalypse. All, yeah, exactly. Iconic speech. One of the most, in my opinion, iconic sci-fi speeches of all time. Like, he's literally like, oh, we're going to fight space aliens that come in through the ocean. Handsome. So handsome. Handsome. Like, badass. Has an adopted Japanese daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, like number one, let's don't ever touch me. Number two, don't ever touch me. Yeah, oh, iconic, iconic. I like it's Idris Elba, so you know he's always he's always a hottie, so it works. 
<gasps> Good choice, Giancarlo. Yes. Moff Gideon. One, because I am, and Catherine is not, a fan of Breaking Bad. <laughs> uh, also, he plays Gus. And when I saw him in Mandalorian, I was ecstatic. I think I was more excited about him than literally any other <laughs> character because he plays a villain so well. He's he fucking terrifying. He's very good. He is a terrifying villain. And that's what I love about him and just the character. And just like generally, personally, I find that a lot of the Star Wars villains are like kind of laughable. But he's actually kind of scary. I have asthma. <laughs> the asthmatic. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck him. Anyway, yeah, so I, I really love Moff Gideon, I think. I think that as the Mandalorian goes on and we learn more about him, he's going to be more iconic. So I'm very excited. Absolutely. Also, he had the Darksaber. He did. Out of nowhere. He didn't fight well with it, but he had it. He had it. How the fuck did that happen? Anyway, it's it's great. It's great. I love him. I love him. Herman. Next in my Star Fucking. Wars thing, I don't start. Don't start, okay? okay? Saw Guerrero. One, his name is Guerrero. It's not spelled like a Latino, but in my head, he is Latino, even though it's Star Wars, so technically he's not. Got two Afro-Latinos but. on here already. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's, that's like, oh, this is great. Um, Saw Guerrero, I enjoy. Now, I get that his acting choices. Um, Lies! Deception! <laughs> Okay, I understand that in Rogue One, it was a choice. Yeah. The voice he did, whatever, it was a choice, okay? It was a choice, it was a, intentional. He made, a choice. he made a choice. I get that. But in the show, like, if you watch, like, Rebels or... He has Clone some Wars, rough years think, between the show and the movie, then. Listen, I don't even know how he went from one to the other, but... It's the, the Obi-Wan problem, man. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. On the show, what a dream. Like, basically, he's one of those, and the thing is, he's one of those, like, freedom fighter rebel characters that they make needlessly evil. Because the whole story behind Saw Gerrera is that, oh, he's too extremist for our movement, so we kicked him out. And it's like, when you're watching even the cartoon specifically, you're like, his sister was killed by the Empire. He gets to be angry. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Like, I was like, I was like, I don't know. Anyway, the point is, Saw Gerrera, I, I think he's just underrated. Have you come a lot. to kill me? <laughs> let's leave him alone. Let's leave, let's, let's leave those acting choices alone. Save the Look dream. Look at the whole picture. Ooh, that's a good one. That's yeah. Good one. So good. Okoye from Black Panther won because her character in the comics looks just as badass as her character. Gorgeous. In real life. Uh, Danai Guerrera did, um, also did... We're ignoring the, what's going on in the background of that picture? I don't know what's happening with Black Panther, but the point is, (laughs) is that she looks fucking amazing. She can kick everyone's ass. She protects the Black Panther. She's more badass than everybody around her. She truly is. And she's just like, she, she's, she's just iconic in the sense that like, even the way they played her in the movie, like when she's wearing the wig. Oh, but when she throws the wig? When she throws the wig. What? <laughs> so funny. And then when, um, when what's her name? Um, when Lupita Nyong'o's character is like, just, just, you know, wave it back and forth. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> she just looked so scandalized at the idea of having to wear a wig. And uh, I like just kind of love wine. that. I just love everything about her. And like, just she's fierce and she stands loyal to her king and to her principles. She's a first. general. I am, by the way, I love the that there's so many female characters and stuff lately that have been generals. Like her, she's a general, General Leia. Yeah. Like, just, let's let's make that more thing more, more. I want more. I want more. Yeah, exactly. So, Okoye, dream. A dream. And okay. this, this last one might be where I lose you. Oh, God. <laughs> No, number I, one. Wait, Carmen, I have no problem with this. Okay, good. Okay. So my number Iconic. one is Agent J from Men in Black. Why, now, why would I have any issue? One? Okay, fantastic. Because Men in Black is mostly known for making black famous people into aliens. <laughs> oh, for Carmen, you, you remember my issue with the Black Panthers being fucking aliens. Oprah, Michael Jackson. Anyway. This contain, <laughs> This movie is number one. I Yes, there's that issue. 
And then there are the weird, like, Latino slug baby aliens. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> like, Latino slug New Yorker babies. Yeah, like, whatever those things are. And then there's the, then there's the most iconic performance of all time of Vincent D'Onofrio in this film, where yes, he should have won an Oscar. Yes, as the cockroach man. As a cockroach man. Yeah. Yeah. unparalleled but i have no problem with agent j okay so agent j and i know a lot of people probably be like of all characters because Catherine has you know lieutenant uhura who is you know has actually gotten people to like go to space um i don't think will smith's character in this movie has really done much uh for people to dream to do things besides maybe wanting to become some sort of weird fbi agent you know wearing baggy orange pants he influenced that. Maybe? His style, I don't care. His style was like so late 90s. It's just like if you took a picture of him, you could probably in that movie when he's sitting on the bench with his fucking Tims and his and his pants and the anyway, that, that yellow picture, outfit he wear, I don't even know. Yeah, the yeah. pants. I'm like that right there. Stick that in the Smithsonian, yeah. right? Like just put that in there and be like, hey. Yeah, very good. <laughs> he sang the soundtrack, which was iconic it's the for MIBs, that time. You know, <laughs> so great, so great, so fucking ridiculous, and so good. And also, as a child, I fucking loved the Men in Black. I loved the show. I loved the sure. movies. So good. And Will Smith, this was like peak Will Smith. Oh, this was career making Will Smith. I mean, obviously, yeah. he had like Fresh Prince and stuff like that. But in terms of like movies like action movie shit because he did this and he did independence um, day independence day which was also that character was also wild wild west possibly in my in my honorable mentions bad Um, boys bad boys will smith will Will smith Smith was great and i liked because they had him i think it was really good to put him next to tommy lee because it was just like yeah pretty good pretty good it's just like what a contrast um yeah he's great he's fucking great and he's a hottie Young Will Smith was like real good looking. He was he before was the whole looking. Jada situation. He was uh, the entanglements. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no, yeah, I, I just, agree. Uh, I have no problem with this. This is a, okay. This good. Is good because I was like, I don't know. People are gonna be like, that's a hot take, Carmen. Of all I think people, it's, I think of all people to have number one. You know what? He should be lower on the list. But <laughs> that he's on the list is okay. Yeah. See, it, I just love him because I just love Men in Black. Yeah, like he should. He movie. should definitely be lower on it. Like, what? Let's go back up. Uh, yeah, everybody on this should be <laughs> the number one. Should be Parker, honestly. <laughs> uh Parker. It's so funny that we both had Parker How on come the list. They don't freeze him. I don't understand. <sighs> yeah, those movies. Those movies are just a. Honestly, those movies are a um, exercise in patience because every single one of the Alien movies is just white people making progressively less like believable and yeah. proper sensed decisions as things go along. And on, you know what's funny? In those movies, whenever at the end she's going to get the cat, before I had cats, I was like, leave the cat. And now I'm like, I, I, I would go back. I would take the cat. <laughs> I would go no, back. I'd go back that's for my fine. cat. Uh, okay, well, thank you very much for your list. Um, that's the end of our PowerPoint presentation. Mm-hmm. That's the end of PowerPoint night with Carmen and Catherine. <laughs> this was great yeah so i think in terms of what we've done and everything that's happened um ultimately our goal is for you guys to you know take a look at what you're watching mayhaps find some good stuff that you might like um don't make the mistake i made and uh think that what's that book that i'm supposed to be reading what's that book Catherine? i don't know it's a book that i told you about and you're like it's not very good it's like oh. the horror movie, horror. Who's that really racist horror writer? Oh, 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 Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country. Country. Where I was like, oh, it's like black people. And I was like, so it must be written by a black person. Don't do it. <laughs> My mistake. It's a white man. It is a white, a white, very white man. Yeah, very true. If you're going to read anything about black people written by a white man, if you must, if you must, although I don't recommend that you do that first. Neil Gaiman's and Nancy Boys. Yeah, much better. A much better thing to read. Read The Goat. Read read um, Octavia Butler's books. Yes. 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 Black yes. Queen of Science Fiction, like one of the first in the game. She is... And apparently a lot writer. of her books feel very prophetic for people at this point. So. Kind of bummers a little bit. But yeah, Octavia Butler. Definitely read those. Yeah. 
definitely do that. And um, Or N.K. Jemison, who is like a more modern writer who writes... Um, my mother has read all of her books. She had mixed opinions, but they are science fiction... Sorry, fantasy written by a black woman. Oh, that's and cool. I've heard other people, depending on... Because she has a few different book series. Mm-hmm. Um, so like depending on which one you read, maybe you like it more or less. I don't know. But like, she's a talented writer. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Explore and- more science fiction and fantasy written by and created by mm-hmm. black people and just like, yeah, question it. And don't feel uncomfortable or awkward when you're like, oh, when when if you're in a situation and you bring it up and someone makes you feel awkward about it, like, don't bow to that. Be like, no, no, no it is weird. And also, it's weird that, like, neither of us is, uh, well, I mean, technically I am Asian, but neither of us is East <laughs> Asian. But there's lots, there's, there's such a deficit of east and south asian representation in science fiction and fantasy as well like Mm -hmm. remember star trek the most amazing show (laughs) to ever be um one of the most important things was that they had an asian man and a black woman and a russian character on the bridge with everybody else yep in the 60s, that's a, that was a really big deal. And the fact that sometimes... And also in the background. That's an important thing. The 1960s mm-hmm. Star Trek, the background extras are of all races and types. It's amazing. So it's like, there are men in skirts. I, I see, like in the background, like there's there's a lot of stuff yeah. going on. Oh, that's in Next Generation. But there's a lot of stuff going on in Star Trek that doesn't even exist in modern science fiction stuff. So it's <laughs> like in 1968, they could do better than... than Remember when they had because Uhura and um, what's his name had their had the first interracial kiss on TV? Yeah, Captain Kirk. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Or one of I think technically it was one of there might have been some other one like that was but not part of a serialized television show. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So they had the first kiss, and you know, props William Shatner because they wanted to do a take where they didn't kiss. And he mm-hmm. just refused to do one where they didn't kiss and made silly faces in every time at any one where they didn't kiss. So they had to use the one with the kiss. What a hero. That's and called so using your white um, privilege. Privilege. For good. <laughs> no, it is. That is what it is. Yeah. It's using the do power it. that you have and the agency that you have to help somebody else and to help a cause that's important. Exactly. So and like, also- if William Shatner can, 90-year-old William Shatner... <laughs> <laughs> weirdly transphobic on twitter william shatner can do it you can do it too yeah Matt, why are they always transphobic anyway it's, it's that's a conversation like, for another day well that is a we should do a conversation about that because the amount of old people who just like can't it's like the one hurdle they can't cross they're like this is the the rubicon we can't do it i just don't get it I don't get it. My grandma's like to- it's weird because my grandma of all people you would think and then we brought it up to her and she's like I don't understand. And then we explained it and she's like, does it make them happy? And we were like, yeah. And she's like, so what's the, I don't care. What's the problem? Yeah. Is everyone fine? And it's like, it's like a 90 something year old lady right there. It's like anti-Semitism, um, fat phobia and transphobia are like the ones that people have the hardest time with. It seems like, like it's those unbelievable. three trifecta. I don't get it at all. But anyway, the point is, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the point is, like, engage with your media critically. Have a nice time. Don't feel bad for enjoying something where it's all white people, because I certainly have enjoyed many media. Listen, I'm going to watch The Lord of the Rings till the day I die. Till the day I die. Yeah, sure, (laughs) the only brown people in here are under makeup as orcs and Urukai, but you know. It's fine. Have a nice time. (laughs) Um, So, like, you don't have to. You can engage with something critically and also enjoy it so don't feel bad about it and also if you're a creative person or a creator just like especially if you're doing fantasy and sci-fi toss some black people in there toss Mm -hmm. some asian people in there toss some Mm -hmm. other brown people in there because you know what you don't have to put any real life baggage on them literally as long as you don't make your black character a savage and your like asian character a super nerdy like if you as long as you don't yeah. put any of the like the actual stereotypes into your characters you don't make them rhinos or apes and things like that like <laughs> you're fine you're good you're good to go All just right. do better folks just and do better. don't be scared to write your own stories if you're a person of color that wants to like get into the fantasy and sci-fi world because truly because more of you and the only way to improve with writing is to just keep writing. The first things you write will be garbage. Always. Trash And don't garbage. worry about it. 
And sometimes, doesn't matter how much you write Stephen King, it'll still mostly be trash. And you can be so successful yes, and write Stephen garbage. <laughs> Stephen King, you can do it. <laughs> we're going to, anyway, we're going to anger some of his fans. It's totally fine. Um, they read the coked out novels. They know they're bad. Of course. Of course. All right. Um, well. So what recommendations do you have? If any. Ooh. Well, you know what? I'm going to be a cheat because I didn't think of one and I'm going to recommend all of the media that I mentioned on my list today. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say go watch Alien and empathize with us when we say that Parker is the correct person in that movie. Yeah. Go watch any like Star Trek you like. The J.J. Abrams. Don't watch Star Trek Into Darkness. That's all I ask. Don't watch that one. But anything else is good. Um, Go watch Attack. Isn't that you the one what? where Benedict Cumberbatch plays is a brown man? Khan? Khan Noonien Singh? Played by Benedict Cumberbatch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's I for- the one. I forgot about that. Up um, until now. No, my actual recommendation? Go watch Attack the Block. Yeah. I Allow it. Go watch Attack the Block. <laughs> I love it so much. How many times did we watch that movie together? Many, and then apart. Times. Like, I just... I watched it in theaters, like, three we times. Wa- yeah, I think we watched it in theaters, theaters the first time together. Yeah, and then I went and I took other people to watch it because I was like, you're not going to believe how good this movie is. And people were really like, good. are you it's okay? It's a really good movie. Yeah, I remember I, I, I think um, I was well, I, someone I watched it with or who had seen it was like, oh, I hated the main characters. I wanted them to get like eaten by the monsters. And I'm what? like, you didn't empathize? I don't trust you. No. Can't trust those people. What the fuck? Anyway, it's fine. Anyway, what do you recommend? My recommendation, it's a good question. I mean, I do love a Pacific Rim. (laughs) Mostly because, you know, the, like, basically hero of the first Pacific, actually of both Pacific Rims, because it's all John Boyega. Our our black men, yeah. Our black men. um, Fighting fucking aliens with nuclear bombs. It's great. Honestly. It's great. It's a great. It's oh, and the so and the man's name is Stacker Pentecost. Pentecost. Come so on. like, go with it. Go watch Pacific Rim. Have a nice time. These names are insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and the speeches are good. Yeah, the speeches are great. And it was filmed in Toronto. And it was directed by Guillermo del Toro. So so all around good. Oh, actually, Fantastic. you know what my recommendation also is is um mm-hmm. what we do in the shadows, the TV show. Which I had not had the chance to see until just now because in Canada it's like not available unless you have like a cable, blah blah blah. Right, like right. It's not available. Um, but they just put it on Disney Plus for any Canadians with Disney Plus, and I, it's so funny, it's so incredibly good. So I recommend that. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's good. Hey, I'm a barabook. Uh, like uh, it really made me laugh. Um, okay, so you can find us. Mm-hmm. Anywhere on the internet, basically, at I'd Kill a Spider for You and I'd Kill a Spider number four, letter U on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And you can find me anywhere on the internet at the CC Williams um, mm-hmm. for like whatever. You'll find me. For very cool cooking things and other things. And other things. Um, you can find me at Carmen underscore Maria 416 for political posts as well as death and dying stuff, which is exciting. Sort which of. is very exciting and also carbon runs grief talks they're great i run a lot of grief talks people have fun the last time i mean you left early but people got very emotional at the end and i was like oh, did oh. They? Mm-hmm. oh i should have stayed for the crying i had food to make though no, no i attended fine. carmen so last time or one of the times i told carmen i'm me. like you gotta literally i've never had i've never we've never had technical difficulties never oh. we've never had an issue once and all of a sudden i was like literally all the technical difficulties i was like really now Somebody now the first the time Catherine attends um it was so funny angry. because like i told carmen I'm like you gotta invite me and carmen like sent me messages and a link like everything i was yeah. like all right now i'll come i have to be treated <laughs> like a princess like i'm not just gonna go to your grief talk i know roll I've out the red carpet i'm the bestie like <laughs> i should have changed my name in the chat to wifey like i don't know what this <laughs> Yeah, and then people be like, what? what? Um, but anywho, anywho this, is, this no. is our story. This is our story. What is this, the end of a soap opera? Um, <laughs> this is our story. You, to, you know, to this month, we have another episode coming up. Yes. It's going to be great. 
We're yes, this is our Black about- History Month. We've, we have many times been like, let's do stuff for Black History Month. And we like barely attempt. But we're on <laughs> it this month. So we got Black Science Fiction and then we got Black Revolutionaries coming up. So stay tuned for yes. that. But to be clear, my friends, to be fucking clear, we talk about anti-Black racism. Every time. Almost every episode. <laughs> like just about every episode. So for us, Black History Month is every month. Every month. Always and all the time. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you and good night. These are the days of our lives. (laughs) Good night, folks.